0: Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup. for research published between the 31st of October and the 6th of November 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the Emmy Association. There have been five new ME-CFS studies and 22 new long COVID studies this week. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail. Paper 5 is a study from Norway looking into the acknowledgement by specialist healthcare providers of post exertional malaise PEM and how this affects patient outcome and the quality of care. Post exertional malaise PEM occurs after even a small amount of activity in which the worsening of symptoms occurs and leads to the reduction in functional ability. It is often delayed in onset by hours or days, it is often disproportional to the activity. It has prolonged recovery time that may last hours, days, weeks or longer, and is a hallmark symptom of ME-CFS. The study used online surveys covering specialist healthcare services for ME-CFS at rehabilitation centres in Norway, as well as two regional hospitals. This resulted in the evaluation of 788 rehabilitation stays, 86 hospital consultations and 89 hospital interventions. The main finding was unsurprisingly that PEM is frequently not acknowledged by specialist health care and not addressing PEM substantially increases the likelihood of decline in health and functioning. This was strongly associated with the reduction of perceived care quality, satisfaction and benefit. Other findings included PEM was addressed in 48% of rehabilitation stays 43% of consultations, and 65% of hospital interventions. Failure to address PEM roughly doubled the risk of health deterioration following the rehabilitation and hospital intervention. PEM focus during clinical contact was associated with significantly higher scores on patient-rated care satisfaction and the benefit of both consultation and intervention. Addressing PEM resulted in positive views about healthcare providers' level of acknowledgement of me their acknowledgement of symptoms, obtaining knowledge, and the perceived suitability of the intervention. These findings are also relevant in the field of treatment for long COVID. At the moment, only the abstract is available for this research, with the publication in progress Therefore, it limits the amount we can analyze from this piece of research. However, the results are not surprising, with the acknowledgement of PEM resulting in better patient outcomes. This research was solely focused in Norway, therefore, we do not know the experience of specialist healthcare acknowledging MECFS in the UK, which would of course be interesting to know. Furthermore, the acknowledgement rate seems unlikely high for what we would expect from Norway. Especially seeing as previous research has reported a substantial lack of knowledge among healthcare providers and inadequate support for the severely ill. You may also be interested in reading this week Paper 1, which is on the use of Qigong as a treatment for MECFS. We have seen a range of other studies published on this topic, which can be found in our research index. Paper 2, which is on the genetic risks severe and fatigue-dominated long COVID and the commonalities with ME-CFS. We have previously shared news articles from the company Provision Life who have conducted this research, which is now published in the Journal of Translational Medicine. Group has also previously published a paper on the genetic risks of ME-CFS with easy-to-read news articles being published. Paper 3 this week, promotes CBT as a treatment for ME-CFS against the current NICE guidelines. You can read Dr. Shah's Shepard's comments on this on our website. Thank you for listening to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next installment.